Here's Susie and Molly, and we're here to talk about mental wellness, some of our personal experiences, and... Yeah, this is basically uh, our story on like what we used to do to cope, and then like what we're doing now, and at least for me, like I love to do yoga and stuff, and Susie, you can talk a little bit about what you do. Yeah, a lot of meditation, maybe I need to spice it up a little and do some yoga too. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can uh, motivate each other on like what we do. Um, we're both super into spirituality as well. And so what did you do before you felt better about kind of dealing with your mental health? Yeah, so um, I think uh, many people can, uh, you know, agree that it's common to, uh, when you have mental illness and stuff, and it's also very common in our society, that we like to, you know, go out and party and drink and stuff as a way to cope with stress. And I don't know, like, the work hard, party harder was my motto. Like, I would, you know, work really hard, and then I would have to, like, you know, party just as hard just to balance out all of the energy. And uh, now, like, you know, I guess, like, since the pandemic and all of that, I had to figure out other ways to, you know, um, deal with my feelings and, you know, emotional dysregulation, etc. So now instead, like, I do a lot of yoga, recently just got more into weightlifting, um, that kind of stuff. Breath work is a huge thing in yoga as well. And yeah, uh, spirituality. Um. Yeah, I guess I, I was on the same boat. I wasn't a huge partier for a long time. I definitely had that going on with me at a certain point too. But I think it was more like I would indulge myself around people who were like that mm. more so like I wasn't super destructive myself but I would associate a lot with people who were destructive which kind of made me feel better because like if they're doing that terrible like I'm fine here like I'm cool you know mm-hmm. so like when I was 19 or whatever I would date people who were like borderline alcoholics and they would smoke a lot and just yeah. do fucked up stuff and I would be like around them and just like kind of use that as like a excuse to not face my own self yeah but I think at a certain point I realized like there are people out there that are doing things and living a life that I want to live as well and I need to change my environment I need to like focus on who I want to be around um, what kind of like activities I want to be around in order to feel better about myself yeah. Mm-hmm. So you changed your environment. Yeah. Okay. People will do anything to avoid their own soul. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what it was. I swear. I swear. Yeah, I was trying to avoid my own soul as well. That made yeah, the fear. <laughs> the fear is real though because I used to get crazy heart palpitations. Mm-hmm. I used to just not be able to breathe at mm-hmm. all. Like I would lie down in bed and I would spend hours just trying to catch a breath because I couldn't breathe and it was like me not being able to face my fears face myself face my insecurities and face like my past and things like that 
And once I faced it and I just admitted it, like now I can just sit in my bed for hours and be chill, just be cool, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I was huge in the party phase. Big reason why is because like I couldn't stand myself, couldn't stand being alone with myself. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm like, can't get enough. Cannot Aww. get enough of hanging out with me. Aww. And I think a huge thing is like, because of the pandemic, I was just, like, had to be alone and then realized, like, you know, the things that I didn't like about myself that I could work on it and change it and, you know, also move towards acceptance as well, you know? Yeah, um, yeah I used to not be able to spend a lot of time by myself because whenever I had to sit with myself, I would have these like flashbacks of things that happened to me. And I guess being younger, I didn't realize like none of that was my fault. And it's their issues that and I happen to, you know, be there. I happen to have experienced it, but your experiences aren't who you are, right? But I didn't understand that. And I didn't know how to separate my experiences from my true self my soul me as a person outside of all that external stuff so because i wasn't like able to separate those two i would just like hang out with people constantly people i didn't even like i would just go on stupid dates that i didn't even want to be in um i would just put myself in like low vibrational situations and just like kind of went through life without consciously thinking like do I want to be here do I want to do this you know mm -hmm, like yeah. intentional like... yeah none of it was intentional because I didn't know how to I guess cope with stuff yeah <laughs> or like figure out like your why right mm -hmm. like how like what is like my why like why am I meeting up with this person mm -hmm. or like why do I choose to have like this friendship or like why do I choose this job etc right mm -hmm, yeah yeah I can understand that as well. Yeah, I don't know, maybe there's something about, like, the um, transition, the simultaneous, like, transition. Mm -hmm. It's like how you in your life have, like, you know, been around people that would drink and party, and then me as well, but then, like, now we're both, like, deciding to... Um, intentionally show up here and talk about our journey mm -hmm. not only talk about our journey but you know create that intention that going forward we're also still going to like update each other on our spiritual journey yeah. mental health journey physical journey and like that is the intention is to improve it yeah. so yeah yeah I don't think there's particularly anything like terrible about drinking and partying but when it comes to a point where like people know they have stuff going on in their lives but they're not facing it um they're not really doing anything about it but you kind of numb your pain through these coping mechanisms for some people it might be just as subtle as eating food just as you know normal looking from the outside as just like oversleeping or overworking things like that like from the outsider perspective some people will take on things that don't seem even problematic but it's like what's really going on like why are you choosing to do these things like like escapism yeah is it escapism or yeah. is it genuinely like you're enjoying it you know yeah <laughs> yeah 100 percent yeah 
No, like, I'm definitely, like, the that person that likes to, like, escape. Yeah, what other things did you do that you don't do anymore that was something habitual, maybe? I don't know. I think just, like, lay in bed a lot. Like, I would just, like, not really do anything and, like, more so because, like, I wanted to sleep and, like, I would, like, tr- smoke a lot of weed so that I would, like, mm. be stuck in bed mm. and then, like, kind of, like, knock myself out mm. and sleep my uh, depression away. But that's, like, pretty dark, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people yeah. go through it. It's pretty common, but... What didn't work out for me, what I used to do was I would put myself in situations that I knew wasn't for me and I would blame the other person for putting me in that situation. And that was kind of a toxic thing that I used to do Mm. before I started my journey of like actually taking accountability for my wellness Because you can really point the finger at anybody about why you ended up where you are. But at the end of the day, you have your best interest in mind. Nobody else does, you know? And I would point the finger at, like, for example, my partner or whoever. And I'll be like, you know, why did you put me in this situation? And that was, like, something toxic I used to do. And then I realized, like, if I really cared about myself, I wouldn't have tolerated those things and by putting myself in that victim mindset I was just running away from taking accountability for my own wellness you know Mm -hmm. and I was just prolonging that process boundaries yeah like it all comes down to boundaries yeah yeah letting people like walk all over your boundaries Mm -hmm. and like 100% I'm that same way it's almost like a a a way of abandoning yourself and it's addicting because that's you're kind of used to it at that point. Yeah. You know, because I would not have let myself in certain situations if it didn't happen to me in the past. You know, like if something happened in the past, subconsciously, I'm believing that, oh, this is just what happens. This is just how things are. So when it happens again, I kind of forget that, like, I could just not deal with this. Mm -hmm. I kind of forget, like, oh, I could just step out and not put myself in more pain but I kind of just like you know not being conscious I kind of just like let it happen again or you know and that was a form of escapism too because like I wasn't trying to face myself and be like responsible for my wellness yeah you have your best interests yeah Nobody else does. Not even family. Nobody knows what and your needs are. That's not their fault. That's yeah. this. I mean, it's re- reality. It's yeah. the hard truth that I face because if you're constantly abandoning yourself, other people aren't gonna know that you know these are even boundaries. Like they won't know your boundaries unless you show it. Unless you're serious about it, you know. Because mm-hmm. I would always um, tell people like, "Hey, I have this like fear, and so that's why. Please treat me um, better." And that's not how it works. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't tell this person a thousand times, "I have a sensitive heart, so please like 
take caution. I can say that to someone a thousand times, but it's not going to happen unless you just do it yourself. Like, you mm-hmm. protect yourself. That's the only way you can show other people to protect you, you know? You can't just be like, hey, like, you have to respect me. Because, <laughs> like, what the fuck does respect even mean? Like, what's your definition of yeah. respect? Like, you know, hey, like, treat me right. Okay, how do I treat you right? Like, yeah. You need to be, like, fucking so specific when setting boundaries. Yeah. So the mistakes that I made (laughs) before I started taking responsibility was instead of just spelling it out and if they don't respect it, I should just not associate. I should just get (laughs) out of there. And if they respect it, then, like, they'll invite me back with, respect you know but instead of realizing that i was instead just getting angry and mad mm-hmm. and i would disrespect them back yeah i'd be like look look how it feels i'm mm-hmm. so spiteful <laughs> no <laughs> look I... how it feels when your boundaries are crossed huh how does that feel yeah. and that's kind of what i did so toxic yeah feed in the fire <laughs> yeah. feed because, in the fire yeah like okay you're gonna disrespect me let's see how this goes like obviously i never did any of that on purpose but yeah. really lack of boundaries and being sensitive like you can you end up putting yourself in those situations and then it's just not healthy for anybody involved yeah and it's all part of like getting to know yourself as well like uh for not not everybody has this value of like respect like it's something that i i came to realize that i value respect (laughs) it's really knowing that some people even if they love you or hate you they might not know how to respect you until they see the consequences. Mm-hmm. And the consequences can either be no contact for a temporary or permanently. You know, like there should be consequences if your boundaries are crossed, if it's not respected after being verbally told. And I don't know, I guess like to me, I I just like somehow me being the victim mindset in the past i just kind of use that in a way to be like oh this is happening all over again i'm a victim again and like oh you know and i would just stay i would just be there and i was just like let it all happen <laughs> and it's it's crazy like as soon as you start like asserting your boundaries sorry there's so much pushback mm-hmm. and then it's like okay now i'm getting pushed back and now i have to like push it again mm-hmm. And, like, you know, this is a physical need. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, this will not work. Mm -hmm. And you're fighting me? (laughs) Okay. Can someone explain how boundaries, like, why this happens? You know? That's what I realized, too. Like, after I, I like, kind of healed from my past, healed myself, there's really nothing to fight about. There's Mm -hmm. nothing to fight about. Like... Fighting is control, and there's nothing you can control. Like, there's nothing to control about, like, just let it go, and whatever is meant for you is going to come back, you know? Whatever is meant for you, like, you don't have to fight for. That's exactly <laughs> it. And I'm like, okay, so if we're fighting now, like, bye. Like, if you're going <laughs> to fight me on my physical needs. Yeah. Like, are there, like, other things that you used to do before you figure things out better? Um, so we got drinking, lack of boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think another thing. Unsafe sex, unsafe yeah. relationships, yeah. toxic relationships. 
toxic relationship with myself mm -hmm. so I was just like just so mean to myself I get like in little moments still where I'm like okay um, and then I'm like I catch myself now I'm like okay you're being like really mean to yourself mm -hmm. being really mean to yourself okay we gotta like challenge that thought and then like see how we can be like more um constructive in this situation mm -hmm. and then like I think that's what I do now is like instead of being so negative hard on myself destructive with my thoughts mm -hmm. and the way I think mm -hmm. I'm like more you know I have more self-compassion now mm -hmm. and I'm more forgiving for myself and I love this is what I learned from yoga Ho'oponopono yeah. the forgiveness mantra mm -hmm. because like you know, it, 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 it really paints the picture of, like, that forgiveness is an energetic river yeah. that goes between you and the other. Mm -hmm. And, like, not only are you saying, I love you, thank you, I'm sorry, please forgive me. That's but the Ho'oponopono. That's Ho'oponopono. <laughs> but, like, you're not only saying that about someone else, but, like, you're saying, like, I could do that. I have potentially hurt somebody but I'm also worthy of forgiveness as yeah, well. Oh We're all worthy of forgiveness, including myself. So, like, that's the conclusion that I, I reached eventually. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it also has to do with, like, power of love. Mm -hmm. Because what really triggered me to go on my wellness journey was because I met someone who forgave me for some things that I did that I couldn't even forgive myself for. And once I realized that, wow, like someone could love you enough to forgive you, why am I not doing it for myself? Mm -hmm. You know, that was kind of my starting point of like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to love myself. And like, so personally for me, that brought me like a sense of what my value system is. So I think value system is such an important thing to have to be like healthy mentally. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's, like, the core starting point for being well. And that experience gave me, like, a solid value system. Like, what I value in my life is self-love, self-acceptance, forgiveness, being able to love others without being fearful and all these things. And only if I have that, then I, then I can branch off on and, like actually make a life that isn't just like survival like I can make a life where I do things I want to do work um hobbies blah 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 and so I don't know that kind of set a foundation for my value system I was like okay I really want to be able to like have these values and align with them so how can I make myself be aligned with them and I guess that was like my start of my journey mm, yeah, yeah I understand that yeah. I feel like I've built ex the same thing like I'm like okay I value this I value this I value this I value this mm -hmm. and then the older I'm getting the more I'm like very rigid and becoming like no like that goes like against like my intuitive feeling mm -hmm. on what I value so mm -hmm. I'm gonna say no to that thanks mm -hmm. though yeah. And then, yeah, so, like, for me, like, sobriety is, like, high on my value list. Like, I value sobriety. I value healthy eating. I value sleep. 
I value alone time. I value value system. It's a big one. Yeah, I guess like I started valuing a lot more um, working for myself and not for others, first of all. Because mm-hmm. when you're working to gain approval from others, you're not going to be happy, which I don't want. So that became my value and also um, being able to forgive myself and others and having genuine connections rather than like forcing them and getting people who um, don't want to be around me to be around me is really something I stopped craving. You know, that's something I really had to drop. So, yeah, like yeah. that whole like if someone isn't re- returning the energy, mm-hmm. bye. Yeah. yeah. So it's really all about you. Like, yeah. Do you want to be around people who love you? Then do it. If you, yeah. you <clears throat> do, you want to work for things that you want to work, then stop working. Like performing. Stop performing for like things that other people will look and be like, wow. Um, good job like what's that gonna do like one moment of like good job oh thank you and then like what what's after that you know so it's really like like wanting things for yourself and validating yourself and seeking for your own approval should always come like before anyone else's and I guess like for the longest time I was scared of that like I always felt like I had to look towards outside of me to like make my decisions and care for myself you know that's the thing it's like I f- it was so easy for me to like abandon myself and my needs and I'm like wondering why that happened and I think maybe it has to do with like how like the education system is set up mm-hmm. and we're kind of like taught to abandon ourselves mm-hmm. because the priority is the deadlines and eventually like you throw out all of your physical needs because you have like all of these things to do and that's why like I think like the productivity mindset can be very toxic as well feeling bad for resting is like no good (laughs) um and then it just ends up creating like more guilt for resting as well or guilt for buying food when we need food mm-hmm. to, like, survive because we're humans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of it has to do with, like, getting out of that programming, getting, getting out of that societal conditioning. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you live in society, so you have certain things that you have to do, obviously. But, like, it really goes deep into, like, even the little decisions you make, even in like human connection like some of your decisions are so distorted because you're programmed to perform you're programmed to abandon yourself you're programmed to put other people's needs and values on a pedestal because that's how you learn to survive to consume because you feel like you have to earn everything Mm -hmm. you know you have to earn the water you drink you have to earn the bed you sleep in and then that turns into you have to earn the love you get Mm -hmm. and all those things you know and like Mm -hmm. it's really facing that and realizing it and like rechanneling we are inherently valuable because we have a heartbeat because we have lungs right because we're human beings and humans are valuable that's what I learned I'm like And actually realizing that actually brings productivity Mm -hmm. because so many years I tried to force productivity out of me 
I was productive. I was still doing great at school. I was still like working and things like that, but it would channel out of other things. Like I would counteract that with like destructive things because it was all being forced out of me rather than like, you know, I know that truly I'm inherently worthy whether I'm doing these things or seeking these things or not. But like when you understand your worthy, like whether you do it or not, that's when you can actually truly show up and be productive and helpful in society, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's normal to like be like, because of how society has conditioned us to view ourselves, that like really ponder, like, what does make me worthy, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I don't know, I feel like that has been ru- something I've been ruminating on for years mm-hmm. and years and years is, is is the concept of value. So, yeah, I don't know. And I'm 25 now, so I think I finally have it figured out somewhat. You know what <laughs> I realized from being mentally, like, less stable to, like, being more healthy and stable what I understood that it's really dangerous to go off of the value systems that you see from others or mm-hmm. even society. Mm-hmm. Because like when I didn't have my own value system, when I didn't pay attention and create that for myself, I was surrounded people who were lying, who were just deceitful and who would like, not understand not love each other like authentically like people like that and I kind of just like molded myself into that and I kind of just like took on their behaviors and attitudes because I felt that like oh like if I'm just like them maybe I'll fit in you know instead of like no like I might not be accepted by these people but I still choose to be love and I still choose to be honest and like you know, mm-hmm. going against the grain, yeah. like even if you were to be left alone, even if people were to leave you, you should still choose your own value system. And because in the long term, you only have yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's better to like, you know, I, I think about this all the time, but like, I'm like, I would get down on one knee and propose to myself because like, <laughs> I'm marrying myself and like it's because from my first breath to my last breath it's me Mm -hmm. like that's that's the exact same thing that's the one thing that's constant the entire time Mm -hmm. is me the witness Mm -hmm. so like really gotta like fucking love myself because we're (laughs) we're hanging out until the end of this time on earth right that's why like spirituality was so important for me because once I tapped into the idea that I have an highest, I am a highest self, like, and I'm just aware of my feelings and what I go through, like, oh, so much shit could happen in my life, but that's not me, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, when you identify with these things that happen in the past or things that other people do to you, once you identify yourself of that, then, like, there's no love because like you're you're just always like constantly being a chameleon like molding Mm -hmm. yourself into like circumstances that are thrown at you but like when you 
have the sense of highest self. You can be like, oh, I'm the I'm, observer. Yeah, I'm observing. Yeah. I'm going through this. And that must be great or that must be tough. And I can understand that. Now what do we want to do about it, you know? Like, that's why I became spiritual. I don't know. <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah. Me too. It was like taking, like, like the observer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm watching this, yeah. and this is happening, and, like, there's that, like, separation between, like, identifying externally mm-hmm. and being like, nope, this is where I mm-hmm. am. And you can, I, I even go deeper. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, even this body will go back to the ground. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. Like what I am, what I truly am, is the witness. Mm -hmm. Like, the witnesser of the body, of the experience of the body. Yeah, Yeah, because I feel like a lot of mental illnesses or any kind of situation can be healed a lot from separating your ego with your highest self. Because when I was so immersed in my ego, I was like, oh, I'm this person who experienced trauma. Mm -hmm. I'm this person who is depressed today like i am like you know that's how i identify myself and it becomes like worse and worse and worse and every day my ego mind is trying to like replicate the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. you know because otherwise you'd lose yourself yeah and you, there's a fear of like losing yourself right and yeah. then like once you realize oh i'm not my ego i just have an ego yeah. that's when you realize like oh even if i let go of these things that are around me I'm still here. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going away, you know? Like, I might meet someone tomorrow and they might, like, not recognize me because I'm no longer, like, struggling. I'm no longer, for example, alcoholic. Like, but that doesn't mean you're gone. It's just that, like, you chose something else and your ego was able to let go of what you thought was you, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I definitely built, like, an entire identity around... I am band girl. I am party girl. Mm -hmm. Like, that is who I am. And then I'm I'm like, (laughs) nope. All right. Who am I now? Yeah. (laughs) Gotta figure it out. And it's like, okay, heart's beating guess I'm human (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I think I at least early 2020 I built a huge ego around I'm mentally ill girl like that was my whole thing and it kept me safe for a bit it kept me feeling it felt safe as fuck like I felt like that's why like throwing like BPD at like people with BPD symptoms gives them an identity okay (laughs) this is a whole nother episode (laughs) here's the thing the ego is always trying to self-identify with something a concept or a, a pattern or a behavior it's constantly trying to build a persona out of you and I think that kind of attaching my ego to that made me who I was not you know like I might have traumatic experiences doesn't mean I should constantly be that oh girl with trauma forever Mm -hmm. you know like you have the decision but 
it will be really hard to know or even recognize that you have a decision as long as your ego mind is so attached to it. And it's honestly, understandably, it's attached because it gives you a sense of safety. You know? Yeah. Like I felt safe for like a year and a half since 2020 because it kind of gave me a false sense of like, oh, you get to be messy. You know, you get to um, mess up because you you're this you know but it wasn't serving me at all at the end of it it was never serving me Mm -mm. you know it was just avoidance you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's why like you know there's like the observer observing the now because Mm -hmm. what we do know that is real is now Mm -hmm. that's it like you can attach yourself to the past Mm -hmm. you can attach yourself to some kind of identity because but like every single now is a new now is a new you know, mm-hmm. like, I am now a new person, like, this, this collection of molecules is regenerated, and I have, like, longer hair than, I don't know, two weeks ago, so I'm new, I'm a new yeah. person every day, in yoga philosophy, there's a word called saucha, which means cleanliness, you can, you can take that to mean as clean my entire space, I clean my desk, Mm -hmm. I clean my bed, Mm -hmm. I keep my yoga mat clean, but Mm -hmm. you can also think about it as my mind is clean, Mm -hmm. my past I let go, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you can really, like, clean and just, like, purify all of those things, and and just because, you know, you walk around, you can, you can walk around and and nobody would even know that you had any sort of trauma, Yeah, yeah. just because you let go of it, yeah. You know, and then I was like, yeah, I want to be like that. I want to be like so, so like light. Mm -hmm. I want to be like as light as a feather and I want like to be holding nothing. Mm -hmm. I hold on to like nothing. Mm -hmm. I am nothing. (laughs) Like, and then I'm just You're nothing but awareness. Yeah. Observing. Observing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That really helped me a lot too because I think like having guilt and shame and you know, haven't experienced shameful things that, you know, circumstantial things and just carrying that burden around me kind of was like a safety, like it was a mechanism, coping mechanism, because somehow by identifying myself as that, it it just makes you feel like very, I don't know, you hold on to your ego for dear life, you know? but dear fucking life even if it's destructive for you even if it's really not serving for you yeah and like that's why I realized like even in relationships with friendships and things like you need to realize that this person is like different every moment of their day like they go to sleep they wake up they have new realizations Mm -hmm. they go through self-forgiveness they go through like realizations and like you really have to learn yourself every day and people around you every day again and again because otherwise you you'll just be like big balls of egos like (laughs) like you know and like you don't want to like it's actually toxic to like you know put people into a box of like their past or Mm -hmm. or their trauma or you know anything that like are superficial you know it doesn't give you any room to grow yeah and that's why forgiveness is so important is because like you know that's that that is the box you know 
Yeah. Unforgiveness is the box of like inescapable pain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really like trying not to face the fact that we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, because somehow making mistakes make me feel flawed and unworthy of love. And so you hold on to them with a false like idea that holding on to them will bring you forgiveness. Somehow, like holding on to, you know, the past or anything that happened to you will somehow like mend your pain, but it doesn't, you know? Like it might act as an explanation, but it's not going to mend or release your pain. It's a journey. We'll probably do an episode, another episode. We can talk about it forever. It goes on and on. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching.